Sensors podcast consumers welcome to episode 95 of go tell to the wall podcast i am of course your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and we've got an awesome show for you tonight i'm super excited about this one uh but i mentioned to everyone on the live feed previously uh, there's a lot of content tonight so i'm gonna have to kind of get through as much as i can as quickly as i can and if you can tell I'm, i'm not still not fully i still don't fully have my voice back now that can of course partially believe partially be blamed on the fact that I was at Back to Beach Festival this past weekend, and that probably did not help my voice, uh, considering I was singing and dancing along with Blink-182 and Goldfinger and Real Big Fish, among others. So, and of course, we're going to get into recapping that stuff as well. Uh, so please forgive me. It is, it's gradually coming back. My ears are still popping. It's, it's, it's crazy. Everyone around me is getting sick. Like, I was one of the first. Uh, my daughter got sick. My wife got sick. It's just, it's been madness. Uh, my brother-in-law's sick. My sister-in-law's sick. My, it's just been absolute craziness. Uh, but I'm, I'm feeling okay. It's just, you're, you're probably hearing a little bit of it in my voice. So hopefully by next week, I will 100% have my voice back. Uh, and weirdly, there's no concerts this weekend. Uh, yeah, real big fish, killing it, Bree. Make sure you, you make sure you stick around for the, uh, the recap. Um, but like I said, should be back fully next week and surprisingly no concerts this weekend. So that will hopefully kind of help the the voice, uh, (laughs) recover a little bit more. Um, all right, well, let's just get into it with our usual social plugs. That's right. Social plugs. You can, uh, you can, I don't know what's going on with the live feed there. Uh, you can, I think it's picking up different words from me. That's interesting. Huh? All right. Uh, you can follow us b- before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and there are multiple ways to do that. One of them would be Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod, also at MagicMuppet. That's right, follow both of those. At TellTheWallPod is obviously the official t- Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account. At MagicMuppet is my own personal Twitter account. Follow them both. You're going to get all kinds of awesome stuff. Uh, I don't want to build that up too much, but you will get awesome things occasionally, maybe sometimes, once in a while. I don't know. There's good stuff on there. You know you're on Twitter following a bunch of idiots anyway, so you may as well follow another idiot, which would be myself, uh, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We are, of course, on Facebook. As I mentioned, we are currently live on Facebook, as usual. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Like our page. That is where things are a little bit more controlled as opposed to Twitter because I actually have people that maintain that page. Uh, help me out with it and do all that kind of good stuff, and that's going to keep you updated on all the episodes. Although, if you're a longtime listener, you should be subscribed, so you don't need to be updated on the episodes. They're just going to come through when uh, when when it's episode time. Uh, and of course, YouTube. We're still on YouTube. Head over to YouTube, search "Go Tell to the Wall," and subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find not only the live feeds; these all all the live feeds of every individual episode gets posted after the fact. But you're also going to find all of our beer reviews. You're going to find the parenting clips, the mental health clips, uh, all kinds of other good stuff on there. So please, please, please make sure you subscribe. I know a lot of people don't use YouTube. Don't subscribe on YouTube. I'm I'm also guilty of this myself. I I, I really am. Uh, but we need to get more subscribers on there. That's the, that's the weird thing is we, we have videos that do like 1,000, 2,000 views and we just, those same people aren't really subscribing as much. So please subscribe, share it with your friends, tell people to subscribe uh, on YouTube. Again, go tell it to the wall. You just got to search it. You're going to find it. It's pretty easy. You're going to see my lovely face there or my ugly face, depending on how you look at it. And of course, most importantly, and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that website. 
check back often. There are, there are links to all of those things I just mentioned, the Facebook, the YouTube, uh, the Twitter, and all that good stuff, uh, as well as blog posts, photos that you're literally not going to find anywhere else, and uh, you're going to find links to videos, all kinds of good stuff up there, and also our Patreon page. That's right, Patreon. If you have the means and you see fit to do so, please help us out financially. $1, $2, $5, $10, $100, whatever it is, helps keep this show running, helps to helps us to bring in new concepts, all that good stuff. So please, please, please help us out if you have the means and you do and you actually enjoy uh, the content, whether it's the podcast itself, the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, whatever it is, all encompassing on Patreon. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, all right. Before I get into the beer this week, I do want to mention one important thing. Uh, I don't want to dwell on it. it th- I feel like this is something and we, we've talked about just after just about every single one of them. But this past Saturday, something hit really close to home, more than usual. I mean, it's, it terrifies me when I see these shootings in schools, uh, especially around Southern California. Uh, but this past Saturday, as I'm driving down to Bax Beach Festival with my good friend Laura, I, I get a breaking news that there has been a shooting at a synagogue in Poway. And a lot of you out there, especially if you're not from Southern California or don't know me personally, you're probably like, Poway, what the heck is Poway? Uh, that's actually a small town in North County, San Diego, uh, where I just happened to grow up. That's where I did most of my growing up. Uh, didn't actually go to Poway High School, went to private high school, but did most of my growing up there. The synagogue is actually not far uh, from one of the houses that I lived in when I was a teenager and in high school. Uh, just absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking to see yet another one of these things happen. Uh, so uh, I, I hate the term thoughts and prayers, and but but at this time, all I, all I've been thinking about for almost a week now is just is just putting my, my positive thoughts uh, toward the community of Poway, which, yes, it's in San Diego, it's Southern California, but it's, it's a small, closer-knit community. It's gotten bigger uh, over the past 20 years since, since I lived there, but it, it's a close, small-knit community, and, uh, and a small, close-knit community, and, and it's just such a, tra- it's a tragedy to see this anywhere, uh, but especially when it hits a community like that and, and it becomes so much more personal uh, to me, to many others. Uh, and in fact, if, if you've heard of Poway before, but you weren't familiar with it or with the fact that I'm from Poway, uh, Blink-182 is from Poway, as is Unwritten Law. Uh, and there's plenty of other bands that have also come out of Poway, but those would be two of the really large bands that have come out of Poway and, and, and given it some recognition. Uh, and unfortunately, Poway is again in the spotlight for, for the wrong reasons. Uh, this is just something that has to stop. It's it, there. There's so many things that, that need to be done, um, starting with with stricter grunt gun laws and gun control, uh, really. And then, like I've said all along, is, is just is mental health, uh, mental health facilities, mental health help for people that need it uh, and, and, and everything along those lines. And I, and I hope we can one day reach a point where that will happen. And especially in this instance where the family came out, the family of, of the well, I'm saying accused shooter, but this just those are the legal terms they use. Uh, the family of the shooter came out and said that that's not something they have taught in their house. Uh, he didn't grow up with this. This was a 19-year-old kid, didn't grow up with this, and, and yet somehow uh, he, he came to that conclusion and felt the need to, to take people's lives, to take people's lives. And it could have been even worse had the gun not jammed. This is, this is the world we live in. This is the world we live in, and unfortunately, uh, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Uh, but all of you out there, wall fans, common sensors, uh, use that common sense. You know, let, let's get the word out there. Let's do all that we can to minimize these things and and to hopefully one day bring a complete end to it. So my thoughts are with Poway and everyone down there. Um, Poway will always have a part of my my heart. As much as we complained about it growing up, uh, it, it's very near and dear to me. And and I hate to see that happen anywhere, let alone in my own hometown down there in Poway. All right, moving along. 
Uh, we got beer this week. Specifically picked a beer from this brewery for this week. This is from Green Flash Brewing Company. I almost did Stone. I almost did Stone, but we have some, we've had so much Stone on the podcast uh, that I wanted another San Diego beer, and that's from Green Flash Brewing, the Soul Style IPA. Soul Style IPA. Tasty one. Chris, if you're still on, oh, Chris might have jumped off for a sec. This might be another one that you like. Uh, I, maybe you'll have to try this one with me sometime. Mm. I actually gave some to my father-in-law yesterday. He enjoyed it, and he's not a big IPA fan. So it, it's definitely on the smoother side, sitting at 6.5%. Uh, highly recommend Green Flash Brewing. I know they were bought by one of the bigger beer companies a year or two ago, uh, but they, it's still got tastiness to it. And, of course, uh, with it being from San Diego, and, and just I have a soft spot for San Diego, like I said, obviously, as you could tell from the top of the podcast. So check them out. Green Flash Blue, Brewing. Blewing? <laughs> Green Flash Brewing Company, Soul Style IPA. Definitely, definitely check them out. I'm enjoying it. And that's the beer this week. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into some social social media trending topics. I always say social, but I feel I just need to like change that because it doesn't, it's really not encompassing what we talk about here. Uh, so a couple hashtags that are going on right now this week uh, over the past few days. One of those would be hashtag chicken bar. Chicken bar, that's bar with two R's. If you're not familiar with this one, I'm not going to go through reading a bunch of them. Uh, but I would just encourage you, because as you know, we're not political here as much as we we sometimes get into that. Yes, Chris, I know you like beer. Uh, but it is an IPA. That's why I always question the IPAs for you. Uh, we don't get political here unless it's like obviously just common sense. And honestly, this is probably some common sense here. But I, I, I'm not going to argue policy and, and laws and everything else. Just go ahead and check it out. Hashtag chicken bar. Uh, this is regarding Attorney General... Uh, William Barr and, and the ridiculousness that he's been pulling uh, in, in the Capitol recently. So definitely check that out. Uh, and it, it is, I will say it's really funny, uh, one of the senators and, and kind of the, what spawned this hashtag was what one of the senators in the hearings had done. So definitely, definitely check them out. Another hashtag that I really don't, I'm not going to talk about a bunch, but I appreciate it is uh, hashtag CBD education. That's right. Hashtag CBD education. CBD has become so big lately uh, and it's it's really pretty much legal to the point where CVS is like selling it now and everything else. Uh, and I think this is similar to how at Go Tell Us the Wall we like to remove the stigma around and try to help remove the stigma around mental illness and mental health. Uh, this would be another thing where I just appreciate seeing the stigma removed. And so people are actually sharing their stories, sharing facts about CBD uh, and also the benefits of it, uh, whether it's benefits personal to them or to others around them, people are sharing these things. So again, I'm not going to go through and read any of these, but please, please check it out, especially if you're one of those people that's on the vents uh, about CBD. Excuse me, voice is still going a little bit. Uh, or, you know, you know people that uh, just aren't really as educated or, or understand uh, exactly what it is. I just realized the GoPro didn't actually get it going tonight. That's good. Missing a bunch of stuff. That's all right. It just shoots stills. <laughs> uh, so check that one out. Hashtag CBD education. All right. Another hashtag trending uh, right now. And I believe this was actually yesterday. So it's not today, uh, May 2nd, that, that is this particular day. But it was May 1st. And it's hashtag World Password Day. And it's funny. I saw this one popping up this week. And I went, okay. Here's one of those things where people are trying to fish, fish for information. You know, uh, like it, it always goes around. It's like, what are fa five places that you've worked at? And people go on Twitter and they think it's funny. Here's five places I've worked at. It's like, dude, people are just trying to get your security question answers. <laughs> like, stop. Uh, I really thought that was one of these. But apparently it is 
Uh, and maybe it is. Don't share your passwords, people. That That's just silly. Uh, but what it is also is just bringing awareness to that the, to the fact that people should use secure passwords. In addition to that, people are having some fun with it. And in fact, I will share this one with you that came from... Uh, can't even read the name. Come on, Twitter users. Make your name, name at least readable. And it's funny because your at thing, does, you can use... You just type out your name. It's, it's simple like that. Uh, hashtag World Password Day. And it's a meme of Steve Carell uh, playing his Anchorman character. And it says, I changed all my passwords to incorrect. So whenever I forget, it will tell me your password is incorrect. <laughs> Don't actually do that. Don't actually do that. Oh, see, I appreciate that, Bree. Uh, so Bree, one of our... Oh, hey, Matt, I didn't see you join there. Uh, Bree, who's a close friend of mine, uh, actually gives CBD to her dog, and it helps uh, her epileptic dog, and it helps a little bit. Um, and taking her off meds altogether. See, that's fantastic. I, these are things that hashtag... and that, Like, Bree, definitely share that with the hashtag, um, you know, CBD education, because those are important things. Uh, but like I was saying, hashtag World Password Day... Use strong passwords. We talked about this last week. Blink-182 is not a good password to use anymore. Probably was never really a good password. At least not for me. I'm in here like Blink-182, Blink-182, Blink-182. And some hackers like, ooh, I wonder what his password is. Probably the first thing they try. Uh, but it's definitely smart to uh, to change your password quite often. And I will give you this just on in, in along the lines of dad jokes because I happen to be a dad. Uh, this was sh shared by Steve Brand on Twitter. Uh, don't use beef stew as a password. It's not stroganoff dad joke for you there i hope hopefully everyone got that everyone did everyone has most people understand dad jokes to an at least to an extent all right now we get into some funny ones that i want to share with you uh, hashtag found at the souvenir shop hashtag found at the souvenir shop uh this one i thoroughly enjoyed and there's, there's a bunch of them check this one out just to get get some laughs out of it these are the kind of hashtags i always encourage people to check out for uh, for the laughs uh, and, and this would be one of them, but this one in particular, I enjoyed, uh, from, from team Kaz, uh, hashtag found at the souvenir shop things. My kids like to touch and break Isn't that basically most of a souvenir shop is just stuff for kids to, to touch and throw and break. And then you end up paying for souvenirs that you can't even take because <laughs> they've been broken or thrown across the souvenir store. Oh, what a racket souvenirs. It really is. And everyone, everyone's susceptible to it. I went to Hawaii for my honeymoon. We came back with, like, stupid stuff, you know? And that's, I don't mean to say it's stupid, stupid. It's just like, do we really need this Hawaii shot glass? This Hawaii bottle? No, we probably didn't. But you just, you end up getting it. It's like, oh, it's here. Souvenirs, cool. Yeah, that's very interesting. All right, moving along. Another one I enjoyed. Hashtag, I wonder if people still. Hashtag, I wonder if people still. Uh, this one I enjoyed a couple of these. This one from Shea Browning. Hashtag, I wonder if people still read my tweets. And it looks like some people are reading your tweets, and they're even retweeting it. That's not clever enough for retweets, my friend. Uh, another one I enjoyed from Ratchet Attachment Disorder Ghost. Good Lord, that's a long Twitter name. Uh, hashtag, I wonder if people still introduce themselves to a new neighbor. I think some people do. I don't. I'm, and it's, I'm, it, I am an extroverted introvert. So I, I'm very extroverted with my friends, and I, obviously I come in here and I talk to a wall, and I got a live feed going. I, I can be very extroverted, but when I see someone moving in, I'm like, eh, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna, I'll be in my house right now. Uh, and when I moved, I've only lived in this house for uh, two and a half years. And when we moved here, uh, like one or two neighbors did introduce themselves, but for the most part, not a lot of neighbors introducing themselves. So I think that's just. I remember when I was a kid, you moved into a neighborhood, and like 
18 neighbors showed up with like cookies or brownies or something welcoming you to the neighborhood. You just don't see a lot of that anymore. I think part of that is Los Angeles. I will admit that, but it's, you just don't see as much of that as you used to. All right, moving along. I got a couple more of these. Uh, well, I really got one more, and then I'm, I don't want to. I don't. I got to figure out how to approach that one. I've been dancing around spoilers all week. Uh, this one I really enjoyed, though. Definitely search this one. If you don't search any of the other hashtags, this is the one to search. Hashtag, hashtag work excuses from a band. Hashtag work excuses from a band. Here's a bit of a deep cut from Gaviscon Fishing. Uh, hashtag work excuses from a band. Sorry, but I'm down with the sickness today. Sorry, but I'm down with the sickness today. Uh, I also enjoyed this one from Luke Deft. I dialed 8675308 to call in sick. Was that not right? Hashtag work excuses from a band. You can tell I'm a dad. I, I don't think I would have found that funny 10 years ago. I find it kind of funny now. All right, one more thing that's actually not a hashtag, but it's going around social platforms right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dance around this as, as best I can. But if you're, if you're just super scared, just fast forward like 30 seconds. It's just like 30 seconds. This is a new challenge that's going around on social platforms right now. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, but if you did see the most recent episode of Game of Thrones, you will understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, hopefully it's it's not going to spoil anything for you. It really shouldn't. Uh, it's something called the Arya Challenge. Arya, one of the characters in Game of Thrones. It's the Arya Challenge. I'm not going to go into details. If you saw the most recent episode, it is a challenge involving people doing something that she does in that episode, and you can probably figure it out. And if you're interested, definitely go check them out. I'm never big on the challenges. And in fact, this one's really another one that's not great. We, can we go back to the litter challenge where people are picking up trash and everything else? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too big on the challenges. Remember the gray sweatpants challenge? That's one I always think of. That's one I always think of because that was one of the like first ones that we talked about on the podcast was was the uh, was was the gray sweatpants challenge among a couple others that were were ridiculous at that time. And uh, yeah. It's ridiculous how the challenges can be. But check that one out if you're into the challenges or post your own. Do whatever it is uh, you, you might do with the challenges. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. Uh, we do need to take a quick moment of silence right now. Uh, rest in peace. This one might be brand new to you even if you're on the live feed because it just broke today. Uh, we need to say rest in peace to Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. If you're not familiar with that name, you are definitely familiar with a character he played, an iconic character he played, and that particular character uh, was Chewbacca. Chewbacca. He played Chewbacca in all of the Star Wars movies that had Chewbacca in them. Now, keep in mind, not all of the Star Wars movies had Chewbacca in them, but he was in the original three uh, Star Wars films as well as Episode Three. He wasn't in the first two prequels, uh, and he's been in both of the more recent Star Wars movies. Unfortunately, Peter Mayhew passed away this week. Actually passed away a couple days ago. I know, Chris... I, I knew that one would hit you hard. Our, our honor producer, Chris, uh, is, a, is a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. Uh, very sad. I'm, I'm a bit of a Star Wars fan myself, and I, I, it's very sad. Uh, he was, and was only 74. Was only 74, you know, which is, I remember when I was a kid, 74 seemed so old. But nowadays, it's like, nah, 74, that's pretty young. Young. Uh, and he passed away on April 30th this week. Uh, his family shared it with everyone today. Uh, solo... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Solo. You're right. And I, you're right. He wasn't in this. Uh, so Peter Mayhew was not Chewbacca in the solo movie. Thank you, Chris. That is uh, an, an error on my part. I actually knew it, too. I just I forget about the solo movie. <laughs> I didn't. I like Star Wars. I would rather watch uh, episode two 
<laughs> three more times than watch Solo again. I gotta be honest. And I love Donald Glover. And I like Amelia Clark. I just, you know, I couldn't do it. All right, Avengers. Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. I am not giving you any spoilers. In fact, to the point, I I'm unable to give you spoilers because I have not seen Avengers Endgame yet. I just haven't. I don't see movies right away. I'm claustrophobic. I don't like sitting in theaters with a bunch of, you know, people all around me. I like to wait a couple weeks. And this one probably going to have to wait a couple months. Uh, in fact, I probably will have to because we're getting some box office totals. As of today for Avengers Endgame, as of today, Avengers Endgame is sitting at $1.7 billion uh, global cum. $1.7 billion. It has surpassed uh, a bunch of other films that are well-known for making a ton of money. And according to estimates that I was looking at on Forbes today, looks like it's going to pass Titanic by Sunday. A few days from now, it's going to pass Titanic in, in, in box office gross. Uh, so that's interesting. Remember when Titanic was like, that was the that was the box office number you want to hit? Nope, not anymore. Not anymore. It's going to be uh, it's going to be Avengers Endgame. Uh, but speaking of, of Avengers Endgame, if you, you if you did go see some of those midnight screenings, keep something in mind. We're in the midst of a bit of a measles outbreak here in Southern California, really multiple places across the country. Uh, but definitely here in Southern California. So if you're in one of those areas and you went to midnight screenings, keep in mind you put yourself in a in a dark room with like 300, you know, two, 300 other people, maybe even more, maybe even more. And, uh, and with these measles outbreaks, you could have contracted something. And in fact, we're getting word uh, from Fullerton. There was a particular movie theater down there where a measles case uh, came up with a with a woman down there, and they found out that she actually attended one of the midnight screenings of Endgame down there in Fullerton. I believe it was an AMC theater, uh, and she had attended a screening. So if if you were stuck in a room with a bunch of people amidst this, this measles outbreak, definitely make sure to get yourself checked out. Uh, and, and also keeping in mind, if, if you're old like myself or even older, uh, you might even need a booster shot on, on your measles uh, uh, vaccination. Wow like word out of my head vaccination a uh, little more end game uh news speaking of spoilers oh chris did you see this fallout i i meant to ask you before the show if you if you saw some of this fallout uh there's a football player named Lashawn mccoy and this past friday uh like literally an hour or two after a couple hours after the movie had been released in theaters a couple hours LaShawn McCoy saw fit to go on Twitter and tweet spoilers about Avengers Endgame. Fortunately for myself, I don't follow him, although I did have the big thing for those of you out there that saw Endgame. I had the big thing spoiled for me. There's a big character thing spoiled for me. Some idiot on social media spoiled it. Uh, so I totally understand. Got a lot of backlash, as LaShawn McCoy did. And he went so far, and no one's going to ever confirm if this was on purpose. He went so far as to misspell a character's name in his tweet because Twitter has this thing where you can filter out words. So essentially, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, you can, and it won't show you tweets that have those particular words. Well, he misspelled one of those characters' names. So a filter on Twitter wouldn't have caught it, therefore putting these spoilers in front of a lot of people that didn't want to see the spoilers. Uh, there was a ton of backlash on him. In fact, a lot of people came out and said, well, maybe he should get cut. Cut from the football team. I, I won't go that far, but just if you're one of those people that likes to spoil things for others just for no reason... You are a terrible, terrible, terrible human being. Terrible human being. All right, some TV news. I, I, I just, I don't get it either, Chris. I, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Spoiler, like, it's just, why? Why do we do this? Why, why do people feel the need to spoil things for other people? It's just like the people that are like, I don't watch Game of Thrones. 
It's like, that's nice. Did, did anyone ask you if you watched Game of Thrones? No. You know? And trust me, I, I don't watch everything. I never watched Breaking Bad. I've talked about that on this podcast, but I don't go around. I never watched Breaking Bad. No. If someone asks me, I'm like, or they're like, oh, do you know, what show? And maybe it comes up in conversation. But I don't feel the need to announce to everyone that I don't watch. It's the same, those same type of people. Spoilers and like, I'm cool because I don't, I like the, I don't like the thing that's cool. Get over yourself, dude. They're called hipsters and they're all over, they're all over the place, hipsters. You're, you're not unique. There's probably one walking by my studio right now. I live in Highland Park, full of hipsters. Oh, all right, some TV news. We got some news that Fred Savage has a new show coming out. That's right, Fred Savage. I love me some Fred Savage. It's going to be a new Fox show called What Just Happened. Uh, and this is interesting. I don't wanna, we're we're going to run short on time, so I'm not going to get into a bunch of details on this. But this is kind of a spoof on um, the the after shows that they do after these like big dramas. Uh, one of them in particular is The Talking Dead, which airs after The Walking Dead, and it's like people talking. Uh, I, <laughs> I know, Bree, you probably missed that episode. I actually watched a season of Breaking Bad, and I just wasn't into it. I just wasn't into it. Oh, gosh, Chris, White Red Sox lost again. Uh, and yeah, I just wasn't into Breaking Bad. I couldn't get fully into it. Uh, but this Fred Savage show, it, it's basically a spoof on these like talking, the talk, like the, sh- the Talking Dead show. And so they've created a fake show and the show is, is going to revolve around the after show. And it's going to feature Fred Savage. You know he's going to direct a bunch of those because that's also something he's doing. And I love, I, I love Fred Savage. Like, you put him in just about anything and I'm at least going to check it out. At the very least, I'm checking it out. We got some Mr. Robot news. Oh, man. I cannot wait for Mr. Robot. This this is even it surpasses Game of Thrones for me personally. Just me personally. I'm not going to argue with somebody that it's better than Game of Thrones. It's just I always say that when it comes to entertainment and stuff, I listen to a lot of crappy like punk rock and I admit it. I don't think everyone should listen to crappy punk rock. It's just what I happen to be into. Mr. Robot happens to be, and I, it's a fantastic show. I will tell anyone at least give it a try, but I'm not going to argue with someone that it's great or it's better than something else. You know, I'm just not going to do it. But we did get some news from Sam, Sam Esmail uh, regarding season four, which is coming out soon. Uh, I believe it's coming out in the fall. And we got some news that it's basically going to be one long Christmas special. And this is a bit of a nod uh, to British television where they tend to end series on a Christmas episode, a, cr- a holiday special, those kind of things. And this is going to be, like, the entire season is just going to be, like, one long Christmas special episode, which is going to be interesting because if you're familiar with Mr. Robot, and it, it's it's a very dark uh, show, it's shot very dark, <laughs> not like Game of Thrones dark, <laughs> for those of you that watched last weekend, and there's no spoiler to that. It's just, it's like, not that dark. But it's shot a little dark, you know. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of move the Christmas season stuff into all that. Uh, and the other thing I found interesting is they are not moving forward in time. They're staying in 2015, and I've talked about Mr. Robot constantly on the podcast, and you know what that means. They are going to move further along with that particular storyline regarding the Orange Menace, and I'll be really curious to see where that goes. That's not any spoilers because it actually happened. It actually happened. So, oh, man. Man. Are you got you guys on the live feed? Are you excited for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Oh, yeah. Nobody's excited for that. I don't even think the director's excited for that, especially after what happened today. Especially after what happened today. So the trailer dropped uh, today. Today or yesterday. Might have been yesterday. Today or yesterday, the trailer for this Sonic the Hedgehog movie dropped, which I guess is a live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Somebody's honking a horn right outside my studio. 
and, and the trailer dropped and everyone lost their minds. They're like, what is this? I got to be honest with all of you out there, wall fans, common sense. I, I didn't even bother, uh, didn't even bother watching the trailer because I saw all the backlash and I was just like, uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm not even going to waste my time with it. Well, because of all that backlash, uh, the director, Jeff Fowler, came out and actually tweeted, tweeted that they're going to go back into the editing bays and make some adjustments on it to make it less creepy than it already is. Now, they've clearly hit a point where, uh, <laughs> John Ralphio, that's true. Uh, I do too, Bree. Um, so it's going to be interesting because you know they've gotten so far along that they can't completely change the film. They can't completely change the film. Uh, no, that's what's funny. I, I'm looking at uh, and it, at what I'm looking at here in my research, Bree. They've got John Ralphio, or uh, what's his uh, Ben Schwartz, is his real name? Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Uh, so I, I'm with you. He's a good one, but it's a little <laughs> just like I saw the I saw the stills. Oh man, creepy. Uh, so we'll see how much they actually do change. Uh, and I I often want to say like, here's the power of the people. No. No, Let, let's calm down here. If, if, if directors and filmmakers acquiesce to everybody bringing uproar about stuff, now Sonic the Hedgehog is probably the exception because it does look very creepy and weird, uh, then, then we'd get nowhere. Movies wouldn't come out. We'd just have a bunch of weird fan films coming out. You know, Can you imagine if all the, uh, all the uh, misogynistic dudes had their way with the last Star Wars film? Yeah, no, wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. All right, Disney. Oh, Disney. I'm losing my place here in my notes. Disneyland. They had to make some changes. Because Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, is going to be opening soon. And they are so worried about the amount of people coming in. They are so worried about the amount of people coming in. That they had to expand one of the entrances. Specifically, the, advent the entrance to Adventureland. So they have removed the original Adventureland sign that goes over the top of the entrance to Adventureland, and they have expanded that entryway so that people can get all the way back to Galaxy's Edge, which is going to be at like the back of the park from my understanding. I probably should have talked to my wife more about this because she's in the know on all that stuff considering what she does. Uh, but it's really unfortunate because they're removing parts of the park that really harken back to the nostalgia that is Disneyland. Uh, this sign, I believe, is from the 1960s. We're talking first like five to ten years of Disneyland. Uh, that this sign was put up, and now it's being removed. Uh, and to that, I, I, I just, I gotta be honest, I've talked about this before, just call the whole thing Star Wars Land. Just call the whole thing Star Wars Land. Walt's dead. Just, just call it what it is. Your moneymaker, Star Wars, have Star Wars Land on one side instead of a California adventure, Marvel Land. Call it a day. Call it a day. All the people that, that want to see those things, they're gonna go there. Obviously, they're never going to do this, but it's just it's very frustrating for people that enjoy the nostalgia of Disneyland. And by the time I actually save up enough money, take out a third mortgage on my house and get my daughter down to Disneyland. She has been there once. Uh, she was very young, though, and get her down to Disneyland. It's going to be all Star Wars and I'm going to have no no nothing in common to share with her because there's no going to be no nostalgia left at Disneyland. Uh, but in fact, they Disney is correct in what they're doing as far as the crowds coming to Galaxy's Edge to Star Wars Land there in Disneyland. They actually started reservations today. They opened up reservations for when the park opens uh, today. They opened it up. And it sold out in two hours. Two hours. And all of the reservations for Galaxy uh, Galaxy's Edge sold out. Completely sold out. Uh, if all of you want to be jealous of, of my wife, uh, you can because my wife did manage to procure tickets uh, with her company. My wife works in the uh, the theme park industry, the experiential 
industry and and she's going to be going down there with her company uh it's funny because she asked me you're going to be mad if i go i was like no no i and i like star wars i'm not dealing i'm not dealing with those crowds i'm just i'm not all i will see galaxy's edge in like five years i will I worked for Disney for eight years. I ha- I was able to get into the park for free. They would constantly send us stuff and be like, oh, you can go preview. I was working at Disneyland when the Nemo ride opened. Oh, come down and preview. No, no, because even when it's like just a, still a madhouse down there, still a madhouse. Uh, I get it being excited to go. It's just it's just not for me. Like, I don't I don't deal with the crazy crowds like that. The only time I deal with crazy crowds is sitting on Gate Road to get into the burn. It's the only time I deal with crazy crowds and lines and some more Star Wars news. Of course, just today, I believe it was just today. Yeah, it was just today because the 501st was up there. Or just today it was like announced in California. The California legislature declared May 4th officially Star Wars Day. May 4th, you know, may the 4th be with you, that whole thing. I'm with you, Bree. I can't do the claustrophobia. Uh, may May the 4th be with you. That's what they say. Uh, so now officially... I'm Yeah, Chris. I Well, Chris, you, Chris you'll be there before I will. But I know I'm, I knew you'd be the same way. Uh, so they've officially declared May 4th Star Wars Day uh, in the state of California. So I guess get excited about that. I mean, we all kind of knew it was unofficially Star Wars Day, but now it's even more officially Star Wars Day. And I will say this. Congratulations, California, on giving a bunch of free marketing to the one of the wealthiest companies in the world. They're like, oh, in honor of Disneyland. Whoa, you mean the company that can actually afford to to, to do their to pay for their marketing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, let's give them a bunch of free marketing can't anymore with this i can't like it's fine i respect star wars you want to do that but it's like no you just gave them a bunch of free marketing how about how about disney pays more of their taxes how about we do that how about they pay a little more of their fair share then we can give them a star wars day honest to god the mouse mouse likes that cheddar Ooh, this is the one i've been looking forward to all right let's move on to some music let me get a sip of my uh green flash brewing soul style ipa Telling you, my voice is just not fully back. Excuse me for a moment. There we go. All right, music. This past weekend, I had the pleasure of going to Back to Beach Festival. Thing actually sold out. I've I, I just I've never been to a festival that size that sold out before. I don't think I ever have. Warp tours over the years, never at a festival that lar- that size that sold out. Especially not a crappy punk ska festival. And it, I say crappy in a in a loving way. It's just what I use to describe that type of music. And people, people do that to me, too. They're like, you know, I wear my Thank God for Punk Rock shirt, and they're like, oh, you Dead Kennedys? And, and I'm like, yeah, I like them. No, no, crappy punk rock. Not punk, punk rock. That's, that's you know, what I grew up on. That, that's my bread and butter. Uh, so, got to go down there with my good friend Laura. We go to all the concerts together. My wife is not really into punk rock. As well as my good friend Matt Nairing, uh, who's, uh, it was a good time, Bree. It was a good time. Uh, my good friend Matt drove up from San Diego, met us there. We spent the day out on the beach enjoying a lot of bands. Uh, among them were Streetlight Manifesto, The English Beat. I uh, feel like I'm missing a band in... Oh, Save Ferris, uh, as well as ending with with three just killer, killer bands, which would be Real Big Fish, uh, Goldfinger, and Blink-182. Real Big Fish, give them uh, just huge credit to them. Uh, they've been around a while, especially that lead singer, because I, I, I know, I believe he is still the original. I'm, I'm not positive. Uh, they still rock it. Just, they put on a fantastic show. It was good times. It was good ska music. Had a blast. Uh, and then Goldfinger came out. Same thing. John Feldman just kills it. And interestingly, with Goldfinger, if you're into Goldfinger and you're into any of these bands or artists that I'm about to mention, definitely go YouTube Goldfinger's performance this past weekend. So 
Goldfinger comes out, led by John Feldman, who's the lead singer, has been from the beginning of Goldfinger, comes out, uh, and next to him playing bass is the lead singer of MXPX. That's right, the lead singer of MXPX. Behind him in the horn section is half of the Save Ferris horn section as well as half of the Real Big Fish horn section, playing Goldfinger songs with them. It's fantastic. Interestingly, when it was billed, it actually said, and it's on the back of my shirt, I'm not going to turn around everyone because I'm wearing my Back to Beach. It's fan- they did a fantastic design for their, one of their main shirts. It's just it's a cool like artist rendition collage thing of, 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 of stage and people uh, dancing to ska music, punk music, whatever it might be. Uh, but it said Goldfinger with special guests. And so I was like, eh, may- oh, maybe, you know, Travis Barker and John Feldman put the festival on together. I was like, ah, maybe Travis comes out and plays something with him. And when they started playing, I was like, oh, we got special guests right here. Oh, no, 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 no. After they play a few songs, he goes, oh, let me bring out one of my good friends here. He plays in a little band called 311. The lead singer and guitarist of 311 comes out, and they all play Amber Is My Energy together. That's right. It gets even crazier. Right after that, they did a moment of silence for Rankin Roger, who was a part of the English beat, and he's a bit of a ska legend, passed away a few months ago. Actually got a moment of silence, like 10 seconds out of a raucous beach crowd there at Back to Beach Festival in Huntington Beach. Well, of course, right after that, the lead singer of English Beat comes walking out to join John Feldman. I know, yeah, C311. 311's playing San Diego in August as well, uh, Bree. So check them out with interrupters who are fantastic. So the lead singer of English Beat comes out, joins John Feldman, and they play Mirror in the Bathroom together. Mirror in the Bathroom plays it with Goldfinger. It gets even crazier because a couple songs later he says, now I'm going to bring out, now I'm going to bring out one of my good friends from just down the road in Long Beach. And I'm going, hmm, lived in Long Beach for a while myself. Going, hmm, who's going to come out? And he goes, and he's the singer and plays in a little band called Sublime. So out comes Rome from Sublime, who is the newest, newer, I I, I always want to say new, but he's not new. He's been there forever. He's just not Bradley Knoll comes out and <laughs> sings Date Rape with Goldfinger, if you're familiar with Sublime. Fantastic song. Just unbelievable time. I, like, I'm standing there with, with Laura and Matt, my friends, and like I just kept looking at each of them with my jaw dropped. It's like, what is happening right now? Uh, then, of course, Blink-182 comes out. They played Enema of the State in its entirety, uh, which Teenage Sean was extremely, extremely happy about that. In fact, to the point where they played Party Song, which is something... Uh, the few the few shows that I did see them at after Enema came out, I was super, super excited uh, to to see them play Party Song, which is by far one of my favorite tracks of theirs overall, uh, let alone just off of Enema of the State. Uh, and of course, they closed things out with Damn It, which was fantastic. Uh, I don't think they do Carousel anymore just because they've had so many damn albums since then. I remember the days when they closed it out with uh, Carousel because that was, you know, they only had two, three albums at that time. Uh, I will say one thing, one criticism I have uh, I don't miss Tom as far as the songs go. I don't miss Tom DeLong as far as the songs go. There is something I hadn't seen Blink-182 in 20 years, as I mentioned on previous podcasts. Matt Skiba does not have the stage presence that Tom DeLong had uh, and can't banter with Mark the same way that Tom DeLong could. Uh, in fact, it was a lot of Skiba just standing still, playing his guitar, doing fine, playing the guitar, doing fine, singing, doing fine, uh, But and, Matt, and Mark 
jumping around him. And of course, Travis is Travis. His drum solo definitely melted my face a little bit. Uh, but that is the one criticism I do I do have now that I've seen Blink-182 live with Matt Skiba is, is just that, that stage presence and that banter uh, that Tom and Mark used to have, which was just, it was one of the best things. It really was one of the best things that uh, about Blink-182 playing live shows. I mean, their, their music's great, but that just that added so much to it. Uh, and speaking of Blink-182, we got some news this week, and we kind of knew this was happening. Apparently, the Chainsmokers are going to be on their new album that's coming out. We talked about Pharrell being on there a few months ago when we got news of that, and now we know for sure that the Chainsmokers are going to be on their new album, the new Blink-182 album, which should be coming out very, very, very soon. It's supposed to be coming out before the first performance of Warp Tour, that Atlantic City stop that's going on. Uh, so look forward to that coming out soon. I'm counting down the days till that new Blink album comes out. Love me some Blink-22. I was also telling Laura today, uh, Rancid's due for a new album. So I'm, I'm, I'm be looking for a new Rancid album here soon. Uh, and also, speaking of Blink-22, or speaking of Tom DeLong rather, uh, we got some news today, just today, just today, that Angels and Airwaves is hitting the streets again. They've got a new single that's out. Check it out if you're interested, called Rebel Girl. And they are going to be kicking off a 23-city tour very soon. Uh, I know they're hitting San Diego. I haven't looked at, in October, I haven't looked at all the dates uh, but if you're interested, definitely, definitely, definitely check out uh, Angels and Airwaves with Tom DeLong. New tour coming up. One more thing I want to talk about here in music, really just because it pertains to Coachella. Uh, there's a, a singer and influencer. God, I hate the term influencer, but I don't know what other term to use here. Uh, who actually did a whole Instagram series of photos and stuff and showed all her fans how she was at Coachella. And I, I actually saw some of these photos here. She's dressed up, you know, and... You can see her like kind of with the Coachella stage in the background and all that good stuff. Shot all these photos and was like, oh, having a blast at Coachella and all this other stuff. And after she had done this series of photos, she actually shot a video and came out and said, hey, you know what, guys? I actually wasn't at Coachella. I faked all of these photos. Basically made them, and they're fantastic, the ones I've seen. Like if, you know, and I've seen, you can also see like uh, the in real life versus Instagram. But if you're just looking at the ones on Instagram, you wouldn't notice it did a fantastic job with Photoshop, whoever did it, maybe she did, I don't know. Um, but it also, I, I bring it up because it brings to light that we all look at these, these social platforms and follow all these influencers and celebrities and everything else. We don't know the full story behind it. And I think it's great that she did this. Gabby Hanna is her name. Uh, I think it's fantastic that she did this because I think she was also trying to bring to light, uh, what can be the fakeness of social media, not as genuine as you might expect or anticipate. And here's a great example of that. Uh, and in fact, without spoiling anything for anyone that hasn't seen the most recent season of Atlanta, although you should have, it reminded me of a particular episode in the, the last season, most recent season of Atlanta, uh, where they go to a famous singer's house and for a party. And they're looking at Instagram and they're like, oh, there he is. Everyone's taking photos with him, blah, blah. There he is. Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. And then they get there and they realize it's just a cardboard cutout. But the important thing to everyone is that they're getting that, like, Instagram recognition. Keep that in mind, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world, definitely social media world. Uh, and, and Go Tell It to the Wall is a perfect example of how you can't, you can't value everything based on social media following. You can't. To the point where we have like 100 Twitter followers, we have like 150-something uh, uh, Facebook followers, that's not a lot. You know what we do on unique listens for each episode? We do anywhere from 12 to 15,000. 12 to 15,000. Those are the real numbers. 
And maybe it's because we're not trying to put out a bunch of fake stuff here on social media. I throw the, I throw the episodes up, and it's also because a lot of people are just over the whole social media thing. I'm one of those in particular. I mean, we go live on Facebook. I think it's great for this stuff. I post photos of my kids. I, I enjoy uh, interacting with my friends on those social platforms, but I, I'm, I'm not really I'm not following these influencers. Just don't have a need. And, and here's an example of why you don't really need to. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to try to kick through some of this because we are running short on time. And I <laughs> parenting, mental health, sports tech. Running short on time. I knew we would. That recap just takes a long time. And now I'm just rambling about nothing. So that's just using more time for no reason. Uh, but let's get into some parenting. Here's just a heads up for everyone. Uh, so have you ever wondered how to get to Sesame Street? Well, now we know how. It's in New York. Just recently, New York City unveiled the official Sesame Street, put up the Sesame Street sign. I don't know exactly where it is, uh, but I put this in parenting because if you're going to be in New York with your kids, prepare to take them to Sesame Street. And if you don't, I'm not going to say you're a bad parent, but man, just take your kids to Sesame Street. <laughs> like, you can literally like, we went to Sesame Street. Come on, do it if you're in New York. I'm not saying fly to New York just to do it. Uh, real quick, too, there's a high school in Houston that implemented a dress code. I know. Dress code. No, no, not for the students, for the parents, for the parents. Now, I get this to an extent because the dress code says you can't come in in, uh, you know, low cut tops and, and high, high weight. I don't whatever it says. And I kind of get that, like dress like a parent, especially when it comes to high school. However, they also said you can't come in pajama pants or leggings and you can't come with a uh, there's a thing that went satin cap, which I think has to do with like curlers and stuff for women. I, I, I don't mean that insultingly. I just don't. I, I literally don't use a comb. I use a, I use a hair dryer for two seconds, and I, I, don't, I haven't used a comb in, uh, in 15 years. Nah, shorter than that. I haven't used a comb since I had long hair or a brush. Uh, so I get one side of it, but at the same time, it's like, what does it matter? If these parents are getting their kids to school, parents have a lot of stuff going on. Maybe they have two, three, four kids, you know? Cut some slack on that. Parents should be able to, I understand the revealing stuff. Parents should be able to wear some pajama pants to drop their kids off at school. That should be okay. I'll tell you, my kid's elementary, and I've got a few years, my kid's elementary school is like three blocks away. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, West 63rd Street and Broadway in New York is Sesame Street. Thank you, Chris. Should have had that one. That's, this is, Chris keeps us in line and also feeds me the information that, uh, that I don't have the forethought to, <laughs> to have right in front of me. I think it is right in front of me. It's just very small print, and I, I can't wear my glasses. They're not comfortable with the headphones, uh, so I really do as much as I can uh, beforehand and, and make sure I'm prepared as far as that goes because I only put the glasses on when we're reading stuff like, you know, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, so get over, yourself, get over yourselves, Houston High School. All that matters is that parents are doing what they can. All right. Uh, mental health. I want to touch on a couple of things here real quick. I don't have a lot of stuff this week for mental health. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why and the warning. We, I talked about this when 13 Reasons Why uh, had first come out. And there was a warning from some doctors that it could potentially uh, encourage suicide. And a lot of people shot it down. And trust me, I actually got uh, a couple of, I don't want to say hate emails, but people saying, that's crazy. That's, that's absolutely, and I, I was like, oh, maybe it is. I'm, I'm really just relaying information. And I'm not trying to argue that it necessarily is. But we do have new information on that. Uh, there was a very thorough study that was put together, uh, and, and the people that did this study found that uh, in the nine months following the, the airing and the release of 13 Reasons Why, uh, suicides for kids between the ages of 11 and 17, it was 11 or 12 and 17, 
actually had a 28.9% increase. 28.9% increase. I, I'm not saying it's 13 reasons why. All I'm saying is keep that in mind. If you're going to watch it, if your kids are going to watch it, I, see, I won't touch it. I won't even watch it just because I know uh, it's the same thing. This is why I don't watch BoJack Horseman. I've been warned that that can be triggering, and I, I just haven't even given it given it a try. Uh, I've been terrified to watch the second season of Barry because I've heard how much darker it is. And I'm, again, I'm not. That's just me. That's me personally. It doesn't mean you're weird. It's just I I just know things that might trigger me and things that could be difficult for myself personally. Uh, and those are some of those things. All right, one more thing I want to talk about. I just want to point out this book to all of you uh, when it comes to mental health. There is a new book that's out called Mind Fixers, Psychiatry's Search for the Biology of Mental Illness. Uh, it's written by a professor from Harvard named Anne Harrington, and it essentially explores the shift uh, to medicines versus to medication versus counseling when it comes to mental illness and mental health. Uh, it's not saying that medication is wrong. It's just saying that there needs to be more examination on that. And I think this is 100% right. And it, it's not apples to apples, but as Bree was saying, she took uh, her epileptic dog off of all of the, the uh, prescription drugs the dog was on uh, in favor of CBD oil, which was also beneficial to her, uh, to the dog. So these are just things to keep in mind. Doesn't mean, I think medication's great. I think if, if, if people need medication, whatever it might be, I think that's great. But I also think that the... The medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry are so quick to just throw pills at something as opposed to actually talking things out and getting some counseling, which can also be beneficial. And even if you're using medication, you need medication, counseling can also be beneficial. Uh, so keep that in mind. And this might be an interesting book. I have not read it. This just came up on my radar, and it's probably something I'll read. Uh, just to even, even if you're just getting a kind of a history on how we got to this point, you know, how we got to the point of, of medication is the first thing that, that's pushed out to people as opposed to really understanding the root of certain problems, whatever they might be. So uh, I'm going to check that one out. Oh, and, maybe, and maybe I'll update you. Just as far as mental health and mental illness, as you know, big, big, big proponents of removing that stigma. Uh, so really anything we can do to, to kind of help do that, and, and maybe this book is one of those things. All right, I've got a couple quick uh, sports things, a couple quick sports things. ESPN, the magazine, is shutting down. Their last print issue is coming out in September. This absolutely makes sense. I was actually an ESPN magazine subscriber, uh, not really a full subscriber, but a Disney employee who got a free <laughs> subscription to ESPN, the magazine. Uh, and I used to read it occasionally, but then I realized they were basically, it was just the same articles that were on ESPN.com. And I get it. There's entertainmentweekly.com. There's variety.com. This was like just direct just direct, and people were used to getting it off the website, uh, and then the magazine came out, as opposed to where these these other publishing companies that had magazines, and then the website came out, so it was kind of a shift that way. Totally makes sense to me, uh, because all of it's online, and I'm sure we're going to see more and more magazines uh, kind of shutting down, although someone brought up a good point to me today, because I, I was talking to someone, and I was like, are all the magazines just going to go away, and someone said, no, how are you going to fly? Airplanes, airports are going to be like, and they must be the number one seller of magazines. Airplanes. I, I get on an airplane, especially when you can't have electronic devices going, and I, I've got my head in a magazine as I'm white-knuckling it on the takeoff because I don't like to fly. Uh, some news from MLB and YouTube, Major League Baseball and YouTube. There's going to be 13 exclusive, exclusive baseball games going on YouTube and YouTube TV this season, so keep an eye out for that. I think it's fantastic, especially when it comes to sports. I think a lot of... 
of consuming and, and watching sports is, is kind of going through digital platforms now. Uh, and I, I love watching on television too. I've, I've said this, I, I still say it. I was just saying it the other day to my father-in-law because <clears throat> the, the NHL playoffs are happening right now uh, and they put a lot of them on cable. It's like, no, 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 no. I think playoffs, championship, that all needs to be on a network channel. Network. You should be able to get that over the air on antenna. And, and I think same should go for local sports. Uh, here in Los Angeles, we should be able to watch the Dodgers, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Clippers. I don't like watching any of them personally. They're, those aren't my teams. But I think whatever city it is, uh, those should go over the air for free. That That's, you know, that's where we need to get to. I don't think we're ever going to get there. Uh, but at the same time, I do get, get it with the digital watching, especially when it comes to just like, you know, every baseball team plays 162 games. That's a lot of baseball games. A lot of baseball games, man. One more thing in sports that I just want to touch on. Chris, if you're still there, I'm sure you were reading up on this a little bit. Uh, and that would be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I'm not going to get into details on this. Uh, he's a waste of a human being. And uh, if you want to get sick, especially when it comes to, to kids and child abuse, uh, go go read uh, read up on Tyreek Hill and what's going on with him right now. He's, a dis- he's disgusting. I hope he's never in the league again. And uh, I, I, I genuinely cried. Um, not like... You know, <laughs> but just I genuinely teared up when I was reading uh, the transcription of an audio recording of him uh, and the way he was talking to his his girlfriend or fiance uh, and the way he was talking about his three year old three year old. Right now, he's accused of breaking his three year old's arm, among many, many, many other things in an abusive way. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for joining. Uh, and we're almost done. I'm getting over time here. Oh, man. I do want to get into some of this tech, and then I have a couple common sense things that I want to talk about. Uh, some tech news. Facebook to, today, this week. Oh, yeah, today. Or was this week. Uh, banned a bunch of bunch of new people, and they're no longer going to be allowed on Facebook. A couple of those people, among others, are Louis Farrakhan, Milo Yellababadoobadoo, because I still don't know what the hell his last name is, and I really don't care, uh, and Infowars, which is Alex Jones, among others, uh, and they have been labeled as dangerous, so they will not be allowed on Facebook anymore. Uh, Ryan has joined us. Who Ryan is one of the hosts of Dad Fiction. They go live on YouTube 8 p.m. every Wednesday. Check them out. In fact, uh, if you have trouble finding them, I believe if you go to uh, the Go Tell to the Wall page, you should be. I know. I Chris, I'm with you on that. Like they've had some issues. Uh, but if you do go to the Go Tell to the Wall YouTube channel, I, I believe you'll see in the subscriptions uh, Dad Fiction. So if you have trouble finding it, you can also find it through there. But check them out. Uh, Ryan Gonzalez and AJ Calabrese, uh, two of my favorite people. Uh, and they also had uh, the son of my absolute favorite baseball player on this past week, and that was Tony Gwynn Jr. Ianopolis. Yeah, I see. I don't care about I I just don't want to. Why? Ianopolis. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Uh, I, partly is I just don't take the time to <laughs> pronounce his name because I think he's a douchebag. <laughs> uh, all right. More news from Facebook. The Facebook dating section actually has a new feature. They want you to list the nine crushes that you have out of your... That's true. You can do that as well. Uh, I can't say that out loud, Ryan, because then things around me start doing things. I learned that a while ago. <laughs> My beard's better than AJ's. I don't care what AJ says. We'll fight about it next time I see him. Uh, Facebook dating. They want you to pick your nine secret crushes out of your existing friends list. Nine. Nine secret crushes. Here's the thing, wall fans, common censors. If you got nine people you got a secret crush on, that's not a secret crush. You're just horny. 
That's all it is. Speaking of being horny, Tinder is rolling out a new feature called Festival Mode. Festival Mode. And this is something where that enables you to find people on Tinder that are also at the same festival as you are. That's right. On Tinder at the same festival as you are. Because it's not easy enough as it is to find someone to sleep with at a music festival. And obviously I'm being sarcastic because if you saw the news coming out of Coachella, they had a ridiculous herpes outbreak. And it wasn't just Coachella, then Stagecoach happened and they also had a little bit of a herpes outbreak. Tinder, we don't need you helping to spread the herpes at this point. People are doing just fine at the festivals. Just fine. All right, a little more tech news. Uber, Lyft, Uber, Lyft. Ooh. I want to, you know what? I want to run through these things real quick. These are things if you're doing in an Uber, just stop. There was a survey done of a bunch of Uber and Lyft drivers, and they're asked what the worst things that riders do. So I'm going to run down these for you real quick. Uh, one of them would be eating smelly foods. I think this just goes hand in hand anywhere. Don't eat smelly foods in 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 lots of different places. Don't don't do it in public places. Another one would be marijuana. Marijuana smell. You shouldn't smoke marijuana in an Uber or Lyft, uh, but I think this is more pertaining to the smell on people. Keep that in mind, that if you're getting into someone else's car, uh, really Uber, Lyft, or a cab, you don't want to make it smell like marijuana because then they're going to go pick up the next person and that's going to smell like marijuana as well. Uh, disagreeing on the route. The driver is always right in these cases, I think. Slamming the door. Don't slam the door. I think that's obvious. Uh, you have some manners. We, all, we can all use a little more manners in our day-to-day -day life here. Uh, making female drivers uncomfortable. Don't be a creep. Don't be a creepy guy. Not being ready to go. Yeah, I actually never call an Uber or a Lyft until I'm like ready to go and outside. Not tipping. That stand, That goes for anything uh, in a tip-related business. Make sure you're tipping. Uh, using an incorrect or inaccurate pickup point. I've actually been in an Uber pool where someone did this and then got upset because they had given the wrong spot. And I'm sitting in the Uber as this person is on the phone arguing with my Uber driver. Vaping. Don't vape in Ubers or Lyfts. Just don't do it. And I, 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 you know, I hate the term vape. I use an e-cig myself because I used to be a regular smoker. Just don't do it. Don't do it in people's cars. I mean, you can. Like, if they say it's okay. Laura, who's maybe still on the live feed, yeah, I vape in her car. But I, I, she's like my sister. Make sure it's okay. Ah, uh, Anki. Anki. You guys familiar with Anki? That's the company that makes the Cosmo robots. They are shutting their doors. That's right. Uh, Anki is, is shutting their doors. No more Cosmo robots. And all I have to say is, that's a blow to you, robot overlords. We're going to win one day. Maybe we won't bow down to the robot overlords after all. We probably still will, but this is just a minor battle that we've won. Obviously, I'm kidding. Robots are great. Robots are great, robot overlords. I think they're fantastic. And Google and, 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 and Alexa and all the things that are listening to me. Uh, Samsung's coming out with a new television. New television. It's a vertical television. That's right. Vertical television. Not horizontal. Vertical. You know what it's going to be used for? Watching smartphone videos. We live in this kind of world. We live in this world where we're making high-def televisions to watch fucking smartphone videos. Think about that for a minute, wall fans and common sensors. That is not common sense. Not common sense. Not common sense. Uh, we got some new stuff coming out for Google Wear OS. If you are a Wear OS user, got a Google smartwatch, a uh, 
Wear OS watch. There's all kinds of different brands. You don't just have to have one particular kind like you do with Apple. Uh, new features rolling out gradually over the next few days, and these are new tile features where you're only going to be familiar with this if you are... Uh, I know Skynet is... Skynet is watching me, Ryan. That's why I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love the robots. Uh, so new features that are going to make things e more easily accessible on your Wear OS smartwatch. This is cool. I happen to be a... Uh, how how will it f what are we fitting in purses matt what are you putting in purses oh speaking of which you know what we're gonna do i'm gonna share with you uh their fanny pack oh boy <laughs> i've shared the fanny pack story uh i learned what if i learned what a fanny pack means in in ireland when i was 14 it's not fun being laughed at by like two dozen irish teenagers when you're saying words that mean a different thing over there I, there's nothing wrong with fanny packs, guys. I, I own a couple. I just call them hip packs. I just was scarred. Uh, but speaking of Matt, I've actually got a a, a, a bottle of... Uh, oh, I see. Thank you. Yeah, no, the TV, that's what's ridiculous about it. If you want to watch smartphone videos, that's fine. Watch them on your smartphone. Do you really need to blow it up on a television? And honestly, you can still put it on a television, but now we're making freaking vertical televisions to do that. Uh, but as I was saying, I've actually got a bottle of uh, homebrew mead sitting over here from my good friend Matt. Uh, okay, I like that, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan does not like fanny packs. Uh, for my good friend Matt, we've got a bottle of mead, homebrew mead over here. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this with one of my friends this weekend who happens to be a bit of a uh, drink enthusiast. Uh, and then I'm also going to share a little bit to share with all of you on the podcast next week. I had to get a little, although tech, that is a San Diego brew because uh, Matt lives in San Diego, but I had to have a specific San Diego brewery this week. Oh man. Oh man. I want to, we're so over time, but I got to share this with you guys. I don't know. If, I don't know who out there are windows users, but there's a thing called windows narrator, which is actually fantastic. This is for uh, sight impaired people. Well, there is apparently it's built into all windows computers, built in all windows computers. So last Thursday, as I'm sitting in the studio done with the podcast, I, I, and I, I like I was editing. I was I don't really edit the podcast. There's only a tiny bit of extra work that goes in there. So I think I was backing everything up and I'm going through uh, some stuff for the next day to get to get uploaded. And suddenly my computer starts talking to me in a very, very creepy computer voice. Skynet. Skynet. Yes, drink enthusiasts is, is definitely a euphemism for alcoholic or drunk. Nothing wrong with being a drunk and alcoholic. <laughs> no, there's actually things wrong. Please don't send the emails through SeanWorkLive.com, please. I know I'm making jokes. Uh, so my computer starts talking to me. And this is after I've been on the air for a little over an hour. Just finished. I'm tired. I've had a couple beers. I've had a little herbal refreshment as well. And uh, I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was losing my mind. In fact, my wife was falling asleep on the couch. And I leave the studio, go out to the living room. I was like, my computer's talking to me. I don't understand what's happening. My computer's talking to me. So I start Googling. And I figured it out. And then I couldn't get it turned off. Turns out one of the buttons on my keyboard was stuck because there's a shortcut to turn on Windows Narrator. Yeah. So if you're a Windows user, and especially if you use a Surface Pro because the, the shortcut is super easy to hit on the Surface Pro and your computer starts talking to you, uh, you haven't fully lost your mind. It could just be Windows Narrator. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All right. I've got a couple of uh, quick, quick common sense things here for you. Uh, some news came out about a uh, a... a man what is his name i don't have his name right here henry davies there it is henry davies who is in 
influencer on Instagram. God, I hate that word. Influencer on Instagram uh, has shared pictures of his his Vans collection that includes 5,000 different items. Yes, I think Windows Narrator is Skynet. 5,000 different vintage Vans items. Found this the other day, and all I got to say to you, Henry, challenge accepted. My wife would kill me. I told my wife that, and she's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but why not? I just need fi- I just need 5,001 pieces. Oh. All right, speaking of uh, ridiculous things, glitter. Glitter. We're finally, glitter's finally catching up to itself. And see, Skynet can't get me on this one. Skynet cannot get me on this one. Glitter. Uh, some scientists have come out and said that glitter is just as harmful to the environment as microbeads. Microbeads are those little plastic things that you used to find in like shampoo and body wash and all that stuff, and they've been since outlawed and you can't put them in because it's bad for the environment. Yes, glitter is equally as bad for the environment. Uh, I don't have 5,000 of anything, Ryan. I do, I do realize that's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but there are sneaker heads that have uh, well over 5,000 shoes. Like, I think there's basketball players that, that uh, I'm trying to think of who I was watching the other day. And they were interviewing a basketball player. And he's talking about how he just had, like, thousands and thousands of pairs of shoes. I would never get to that point. My wife would divorce me. And I would just be living on the street with my 5,000 pairs of Vans. Uh, but the glitter band, I think it's fantastic. Glitter is the worst thing, like, one of the worst things on the face of the earth. I can't, I, people bring glitter to my house on like birthday gifts and stuff for my kid and I make them take it straight outside. I'm like, that is not coming in my house. I will be cleaning up glitter for a month. Please keep it out of the house. So hopefully glitter gets banned. The only thing glitter is good for is a strip club. (laughs) Although that just gets you in trouble if you weren't supposed to be at a strip club. Why you got glitter all over you? I don't know. (laughs) I'm, I'm genuinely not speaking from experience on that. (laughs) I am, I've been to strip clubs where there's glitter, but I have not been called out on why is there glitter on you? Uh, at my age, the only time you go to strip club is for uh, bachelor parties. Nobody's just going there on the weekends. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. I'm just not going there on weekends. Oh, see, Ryan, that's a good point too, Ryan. Uh, princess dresses. Oh my gosh, I get the same thing with my kid. Princess dresses. And my kid has a uh, Elsa like Barbie doll from Frozen. And the thing has just this glitter dress. And it's just glitter falling off of the thing constantly. Oh God, it's kids toys. Girls toys. Oh my God, forget it. Forget it. All right, a couple more things, and then we're going to be done for this week. Uh, there was a little bit of a backlash in Arizona because a sheriff had posted something with a little bit of shaming. A little bit of shaming. Get nursing advice. That's a good point, Matt. A uh, little bit of shaming because they there was a group of hikers that had to be rescued from this 10-mile trail that even features a warning sign at the beginning of the trail telling people that they should be bringing water, uh, making sure they can walk 10 miles in 100 degrees, uh, and handling a 6,000-foot elevation, as well as wearing proper footwear. Well, this group of people had to be rescued, and one of the women was wearing sandals. And I'm not even talking like some cool, nice, comfortable reef sandals or some Sanex. No, no, no. These are like the fabric, like... Tie around your foot stuff. No, no, no. You shouldn't be walking in those. And that's the thing is the sheriff got some backlash for it. And they were like, why are you shaming? Good Lord, man. Good Lord. The word is dumb, Ryan. You're absolutely right. And in fact, I, I not firsthand because I wasn't there. But when I worked for Disney, when I first started at Disney, I was working for Radio Disney with a local station. Uh, and the entire company put out a memo that everyone working events for Radio Disney had to make sure they were wearing closed toe shoes. Do you know why? Because in Chicago, the radio station there in Chicago, uh, somebody was carrying a very large steel plate, dropped it on their foot while they were wearing sandals, and literally lost a toe. 
Wear the appropriate footwear, you idiots. God, appropriate footwear. Uh, one more thing I want to leave you with here. Swarthmore University. I don't even know where that is. I'm not smart enough to know where universities are unless they're like, oh, Swarthmore College. Oh, it's not even a university. It's a college anyway. Nothing wrong with colleges. I got my bachelor's degree from a college, Columbia College Hollywood. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's a little. There was some uproar, and some fraternities are being disbanded after they they found out found documents that included uh, references to a rape attic, rape attic. And on that note, no, I'm just kidding. But this got me thinking. And I know there's fraternities out there that are great, uh, but can we just hit a point where we realize these kind of fraternities are not good and just get rid of them? Ryan, did you go to Oxy? How did I not know that? I live a mile from Oxy. That's so funny that you went to Oxy. I almost went there myself. Thought about it. Got in there. Uh, Oxy's a good one, too. I like Oxy. Obama went there for a little while. But when are we just going to hit a point where we realize drinking and partying and, and, and getting blackout drunk doesn't lead to good things? I enjoy drinking. I like partying. I went and I jumped around like a moron on the beach last Saturday while I enjoyed some good music. There's, there's, a, there's a fine line between fun and douchebagginess. Douchebagginess? That's a new word we're going to use here. Uh, and, and really, for the most part, when it comes to fraternities like this, nothing good comes out of it. Nothing good. And we need to hit a point where, I'm not saying we disband all fraternities. <laughs> disband all fraternities. But we need to look closer at these things because they can't, this can't constantly be happening. We can't just turn a blind eye to this, stu- this kind of stuff all the time. We can't. And I've partied with some fraternities. What's up, Sigma Nu out there in Pomona? <laughs> I did a lot of partying there. And I get it. I get it. But we can't. This can't keep happening. Rape addicts. Rape addicts. It's a rape addict. That like that's where that's the world we live in, where people think that's okay. For the love of God. And in fact, on that note, there's a Sigma Chi in Long Beach. They were basically known as the date raping fraternity. And in fact, one of my friends that went to uh, my sister school. Our, really, we got some saintsmen on the feed right now. Our sister school, uh, Our Lady of Peace. Actually got dosed with GHB while she was at a party at Sigma at the Sigma Chi house in Long Beach. This is obviously years and years and years ago, uh, back when I was at Long Beach. Uh, and just it needs to stop. It needs to stop. It just does. I I I I can't anymore with it. That really shouldn't have been the note that I left everyone on, but it is what it is. You know, we are way over time right now. Uh, usually we go like maybe five minutes at the most. We're about ten minutes over time now. Uh, so I'm going to leave everyone with that. We will be back next week with episode 96. Uh, again, apologies. My voice is still coming back. It should be fully back by next week. And like I said, I don't have a big concert festival to go to this weekend and sing and, and lose my voice more. Uh, so hopefully back to 100% full strength next week. Uh, just a little better. So again, apologies because it's, I know it's been, thank you, Ryan. Uh, I know it's been kind of in and out and <laughs> the past couple of episodes, I'm like, <laughs> it happens. And then of course I drink more beer because of it. And then I just start trying to make up for my, my horrible soundingness by blabbering on like an idiot. Uh, so we'll be back to full strength next week. Don't forget we're five episodes away now from episode 100, five episodes. And that's going to be a bit of a party. We're going to go crazy with it. We're going to have Chris in the studio. We're going to have Bridget in the studio. We're going to have a bunch of our wall fans in the studio. We're going to get everyone here. Uh, we're going to have some whiskey and all kinds of good things. So look forward to that five episodes from now. So essentially five weeks barring any, uh, scheduling conflicts that we'll, we'll be looking at. Uh, but we will be back next week with episode 96, same wall place, same wall time. Remember, follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Uh, also on Facebook, where we're live right now, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, additionally, YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search 
go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, make sure you take, check out Dad Fiction. Uh, I would love to be in. I would love to either get you guys in or go in your studio, Ryan. As I'm saying that, uh, we have one of the hosts, like I said, on here. Uh, so make sure you check out Dad Fiction on YouTube as well. Really on all the platforms, but YouTube they do a great live feed every Wednesday. So definitely check them out there. And of course, bookmark check back often. Sean O'Rourke Live All the good stuff on there. So on that note, Wall fans. This has been episode 95 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm your absolute favorite podcast host. Maybe not to Ryan because he's a podcast host himself. Ha 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 ha. Sean O'Rourke. Uh, and remember, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world. No matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.